You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we talk to Alicia Gerbert. Alicia started running only about two years ago, and since then, she has lost 60 pounds and ran two marathons. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind, Fit Body, we get to meet a new friend, and this is Alicia Gerbert. Welcome, Alicia. Hi, how are you? It's nice to be here. So I'm excited. awesome. Yeah, it's morning for me. We know it's um, <laughs> afternoon for you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a little after five here. So it's uh, getting ready for dinner pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that we can. We were just saying um, off the recording how cool Zoom's been because we can all connect and, and talk um, face to face. And, and people have become a lot more used to that, haven't we? We've all become a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can do this Zoom thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure and it's wonderful anyway all right I have not met Alicia before so this is going to be a wonderful way for us all to get to know more about Alicia um and because I already know Alicia likes to run so we already have something in common (laughs) and most of the people who listen to this either already are runners um, or are interested in starting running so they're already going to like Alicia as well because we all like (laughs) running (laughs) all interested in it all right let's go back a little where did sure. you grow up, Alicia? Obviously, you have an accent. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up or an accent yeah, to so me. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up here in, I'm in Connecticut in the United States, and I grew up in Greenwich specifically. Um, I played sports when I was younger. My dad had all girls oh. and always wanted boys. And so he encouraged us to play sports. So I played baseball and hockey Um, and we did skiing together and I was a figure skater for a long time. And he just, you know, he just wanted us to have something that he would enjoy (laughs) (laughs) um, watching. And so that's why we, we played sports really for him. And, uh, just because he really enjoyed sports so much, it was like a really big part of his life. He never was a runner, but he really liked being outdoors. And so he did a lot of uh, activities himself. So that's why we, you know, we kind of followed suit, but he was the one that really pushed us uh, to get involved in things like that. And even in our area, there weren't any girls baseball teams. So I played with the boys baseball team because he was so, you know, he was like, this is something you can do. So what difference does it make if you're playing with boys or girls? So I guess it was all right, you know, so we signed up and we played and was a co-ed team and we had a really good time. I learned a lot about baseball, Um, but I just thought, you know, that wasn't really something I enjoyed. It wasn't like my favorite sport. I think I I did um, field hockey when I was in middle school and high school, and I really liked that more than the baseball. And so I stuck with that for quite a while. I was a figure skater for Oh my gosh. I started when I was two and I actually stopped skating when I had my second son. So 20 years ago, I stopped. Yeah. 
so I'm, I'm assuming you know a little bit about Australia it's not a big sport here biggest yeah sport. <laughs> <laughs> like, I assume there are actually like I do know that we have people who go to the winter olympics um yeah in things like figure skating so we must have some ice rinks somewhere <laughs> i don't think it's huge <laughs> yeah so that's- it was i mean for us because we grew up dorothy hamill actually lived in our town and she's a figure skater i'm taking <laughs> skater yeah. yeah so she's one of the famous figure skaters that grew up in this area oh wow so when I started, you know, my, and my dad really encouraged it, but we also had the chance to meet her because she was at the rink all the time. She was really, um, yeah, like a really good role model. She was great with the kids and she was really nice to talk to and she was always inspiring. So I thought, you know, it was something I really enjoyed and I kept up with it for a long time. And then I started teaching, um, how to skate and, and I loved working with the kids and it was so much fun for me to, to do that. But then I was also working full time. So I was trying to teach figure skating after work or on weekends or whenever I had vacation. And so it was getting to be tough to do yeah, you know, all of that and then run around to different places. So then I decided to stay in one spot. I taught there for years and then I continued to learn myself. So I had a professional that I worked with. And so I was continuing to skate even when I was pregnant. Um, And then I was probably like five months pregnant with my younger son. And I was working with my coach in the morning. It was like five o'clock in the morning doing some figures and I tripped and I fell and I cut open my chin and she was like, we're done. (laughs) I can't, she's like, I can't do this. This is too stressful for me. (laughs) She's like, you have to stop. I can't, she said it it was, she was so worried about the baby and I was too. And so I had stopped and then I didn't really go back to it because I just got busy with the kids and yeah. life in general. But yeah, that was actually my, my first love was figure skating. So what is it about the figure skating? Can you remember could, viscerally what that felt like? Why did you keep going it, at that? You know, it, it was, I love music. I love to dance. So really I can incorporate the best of both yeah. worlds like in my routines. And so it was fun for me. So I, tried to use a lot of the music that I really liked. You know, some of the coaches would say, oh, you know, you should do something classical. I was like, yeah, I want to use Michael Jackson. Like I wanted something (laughs) fun and energetic, you know, and I would have really cool costumes. And so I really enjoyed that part of it. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. I liked it so much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun for me. But then again, as I got older, I wasn't competing as much. I was just really kind of like maintaining so that I could teach others. Yeah. And it just it just got to be a lot of things of to work do. and running around yeah a lot yeah. of stuff yeah I imagine that was quite hard to um to stop doing it when it was such a big part of your it life it was it was so, I really missed it and I had you know people kept asking me to come back and you know and I, I would t- I tossed it around a few times and I kept saying to my husband you know what I just I wish I had more time you know but you really got to dedicate so it's either I quit my job and I do this full time which I mean you get paid pretty well but not enough to support a family and so I was like I can't I just can't keep up with it right now but so that part I miss but then I found running (laughs) so before we get to running what what did what did you do at school so you came out of so we know a bit about the sports side of your going through your younger life what did oh yeah so as far as what I did in in school so what did you study yeah yeah, so I actually just got my sixth year, so it's right below a doctorate degree in um, remedial reading. Oh, wow. uh, so I'm a special ed teacher, 
and I just finished last year. I just graduated. And so I've worked in private schools previously, yeah. and now I'm in public school, which is great. It's a lot, it's a lot more challenging, a lot more work, yeah. but I love the kids and it, it's just been such a really great experience and a good move for me professionally. Yeah. So I have more opportunities there, but I have been teaching. This will be my eighth year yeah. teaching. Um, and eventually I'd like to go back, maybe get my doctorate, but uh, I, I kind of want to take a break. <laughs> it's funny on this, uh, on the podcast, I've spoken to at least three that I can think in the last two months in the, in this year who are currently doing a doctorate in something. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Making me go, Ooh, <laughs> 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 then I'm like, Oh, it was so much work. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. And I know it would take me a couple of years, which is normal, yeah. but I just felt like I have been in school for the last five years to this point. And I just, I said to my husband, I just need to take a little break. Like I need that mental break because I'm working, you know, we have the kids in college and, and, you know, this is great. Like I'm tutoring on the side, but I still need some time to not have to be actually studying and doing homework and tests myself. So that's why I decided to take a little time and then I can go back to it. When I was at university, I can still remember that ever-present, um, there's always something to do. Like that, even oh, in yeah. the back of your mind, I've got that assignment I have to do or I've got that oh, yeah. test I need to uh, study for or the yeah. exam or something. There's just always this, this little niggling thing knocking oh, yeah. on the back of your mind. And yeah. I, can, I can remember when I finished my degree thinking, oh, I'm glad that's over for now. But then very <laughs> quickly you kind of, it's a bit like having children, I think, you kind of forget <laughs> That, uh-huh. that niggling thing that won't go away in the back of your mind because you want to do some more. So yeah. Oh yeah. And that's really the reason I went to school was because both of our boys have learning disabilities. Uh-huh. So our oldest is dyslexic yep. and our youngest is on the autism spectrum. And oh, well, so well, that's why I went back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was just such a great experience. I really learned a lot. Yeah. not only about myself, but also in order to advocate for them, I really learned more than most parents. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think it really helped them, you know, because I could really advocate for what their needs were. Yeah, and if you, you know, you're going in as a parent that you don't have any background, obviously in education, it's tough. I mean, and yeah. even when I started this process with them before I went back, I felt so overwhelmed and I, you know, would leave the meeting and I would be crying because I thought it was my fault and I missed something and why am I not, you know, able to catch this? And so then once I got back to school and I really, you know, learned the system and I learned the, the ways that I could get more for the kids, Mm -hmm. then, you know, I would go into a meeting much more prepared and, and ready to fight. Like Mm -hmm. I knew what, you know, I knew what they, they needed. I knew how to fight for it. I knew, you know, like all the idiosyncrasies that I can't even get that out. Um, like all the little terms, you know, and, and some of the things that they don't really tell you when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was good because I had a lot more ammunition <laughs> going into a meeting and I didn't feel like I was being left out or that it was, you know, kind of going over my head. I felt like I could really contribute. Oh, and amazing. really support them so that's why yeah I did it well, they're lucky kids they've got that their mom's <laughs> prepared to take on all of that in order to oh yeah to support was, them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah well because I, I mean I've done a little bit of teaching 
myself and I did a little bit of um, study on autism in the in the beginning but I and I since worked with a lady who's got some kids with with autism and dyslexia and stuff and I I know now even what I studied at university say 20 years ago there's a lot more there's like they're oh, learning yeah. so much more now about the way the brain works yeah. and about how we can support and yeah. all of that kind of thing in fact you know some of the theories that they're actually more developed some people with autism are more developed in their brain than yeah. than the rest of us and that's why they're so sensitive to some of the things that go right. on in the yeah. so it's kind oh, of like absolutely. yeah it is it's exciting and it was and it it's I mean it's so funny because I think of how far even my younger son has come he was the kid that he would sit in the corner you know you take his ipad and just kind of melt away you know and he didn't want to talk to anybody even family you know my my dad was worried and my sisters were always you know wondering if he was ever going to be the kid that you know was going to come out of the shell and talk and now i mean i can't shut him up most of the time like he's 20 he's in college he's going to be a junior he's got he's made dean's list he's an aviation science major like i we never thought like That's he would awesome. where he is at this point. It's just, wow. it's amazing. But Even my goosebumps. I love hearing that. Yeah. That's I mean, he, Dominic, when he started, he was reading at a second grade level and graduated, went to Roger Williams university. He's now going for secondary special ed masters. And wow. again, he made Dean's list and it's like, I can't even imagine yeah. how, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm so proud, but I mean, all that the hard work, it really paid off. You know, yeah. if we didn't do this for them, they wouldn't be where they are. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. We can just talk about, we can think about this all day rather than running. Anyway, no, but we, <laughs> we want to talk about running because I love, because yeah, I'm sure yeah. running's been twinkling around in the background there for you. So let's get to when you started running. How did that come in? So obviously you stopped your yes. skating because it became- I did, I stopped skating um, and I- <laughs> really was not taking such good care of myself. Like I was really taking care of them, you know, and yep. my husband and the house and working and really kind of forgot about me. Um, and then my sister, uh, she got cervical cancer a few oh. years ago. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately she died three years ago at the age of 30. Oh, I'm sorry and um, so that's why. Mm. So, sorry. No, it's, I mean, it's, perfectly understandable that it brings up lots of emotions and it's fine to cry in fact it's necessary and welcomed so but that's why I needed to take care of me yeah after we took care of her for yeah. a while yeah. um she wasn't sick very long but you know we were there for her and I said I need to change my life and my lifestyle um and so after a couple of months, my husband said, you know what, the kids are in college, you know, we're empty nesters. He was running, he's been running for like five years. He's, he's like a natural. Um, and he said, you know, if you want to run with me, we can do it. And I thought, I can't run. I haven't done this before. Oh. So I started this, uh, the, uh, what was it? The couch to 5k. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, okay, well, I could try and see how I do. And I really could not run for like 30 seconds in the beginning. I was so, so uncomfortable. I was overweight. I felt like I, I couldn't get out of my own way. Yeah. And then I just, I signed up for a 5k and he was like, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And we went, we were in Florida I, and I, they, he, he and my son, Dan both ran it. 
they both flew through the, the course and it took me an hour and and they're like you know trying to encourage me and i'm like leave me alone i can't talk to you i'm so uncomfortable and, and i barely made it but i don't know there was something in after i finished that i thought okay listen you ran a mile at least straight without stopping. So yeah. I think you can handle doing three miles. Like you just have to practice. So I practiced every day, like just going out and trying a little bit here and there. And, and then I actually could do it. I was running three miles and I thought, oh my God, let's sign up for another 5k. <laughs> so you just became really consistent. That's consistent. what I'm hearing. Yes. Yeah. Every day I was out there every day. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, such hard work for me. I felt like, you know, how come it's not easy? Like it is for you. And uh, like, I don't know, I don't find it easy. And I said, well, you do, you know, you're so fast and you can go a couple of miles and I can barely doing three miles. He's like, it takes practice. So I, I mean, I really just practiced every day. <clears throat> and then I, I found this running group with him that we I, joined and yeah. they kind of, helped me because they were like, okay, well, you don't need to run seven days a week because you're going to get burnt out. Um, but you might want to try running a couple of days and doing like a mile here, two miles here, and then like increase so that by the end of the week, you do like a long run. I'm like, what's a long run? <laughs> and so long run for me was three miles. So I don't know, you know, but um, yeah. So I, I really started working out at the gym. I met a trainer and I was going three times a week for strength training and um I lost 60 pounds like so you, your sister really gave you a gift didn't she, she did yes yeah. for sure yeah and I said I could hear her like in the background you know when I'm running or doing something and I can hear her saying sorry I'm gonna swear but you're a tough bitch like you could do this you know and then her voice I can hear it in my in my head and I'm like you know you're right like I, I can I, I can do this you know it's not so bad but the first time I did a 5k and I, I think I did like in 45 minutes or it was, it was like a miracle that I beat an hour. So I was like, so inspiring. I'm like, okay, if I can beat that time, then I can, I can go faster, you know, and I can, I can do more miles. So I just, I was like hooked on it and I really loved it. It made me feel good, not only physically, but mentally, it was yeah. like a really good release for me. So I would put my music on and just kind of go and not think about work and not think about anybody but me and, and get in the it, zone. Was, it was great yeah, yeah I just loved it and now I'm running marathons so <laughs> two years I've only been running two years wow. so this is my second marathon I did on Saturday was Newport Rhode Island and, and how I was it Chicago and it was great this time was fantastic I had oh. down my nutrition <laughs> I had down the hydration I was running most of the time, not walking. And so I finished it in 545 and awesome. I was over seven in, when I did it in Chicago. So, oh, wow. And when, I how long ago was Chicago? How long ago did you do it? Six so months ago. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. You know, when I yeah. first started running marathons, I'd finished one and then um, for the next probably three or four years, you know, I just did one a year and people would say yeah. to me, you would hear of people, I should say, who would go, oh, no, I've done two or three this year. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would you do more than one in a year? I don't understand. <laughs> so there you go. You were doing two straight out the back. Oh, yeah. I'm actually hooked. Like, I'm signed up for Chicago again. 
in October wow. and I'm signed up for New York in November. Oh, so, so you're going to become a two, two marathons a year kind of gal. Oh yeah. Or more. Yeah. I just, I feel like, you know, I can do this. And I, I just said to my coach, I'm like, I can, you know, I think Chicago is going to be my A game because it's flat and it's going to be, if I could do five hours and 45 minutes on a hilly course in Newport, Rhode Island, then I can handle doing a flat course again in Chicago and hopefully getting a lot less time <laughs> and hopefully a lot less temperature because it was 90 when we ran last year. So it was horribly hot. Yeah. It was, I was going to say, is that hot, hot or cold? <laughs> that's hot. Yeah. It was really, really hot that day. And it's, it was unusually hot for them. Um, so when we got there, actually a week before I kept seeing the forecast and I thought, Oh, great. It's going to be cooler and a little, maybe if it's rain, I don't care. And then it totally switched and it kept oh, getting warmer and warmer. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, that can be really hard actually. Marathon, a warm marathon, especially if you're not used to it and haven't trained in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it wasn't, that wasn't fun. I, I felt horrible afterward and it just took me so long to get back to like normal yeah. And this time around it was great. The weather was 50 and it was cool. It was sunny, but it was, you know, it was comfortable and I just felt good and I knew what to do and how to do it this time around. So yeah. it just made it a little bit easier, but yeah. Yeah. So now I just need to tweak it a little more for Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> how, um, how old were you when you started running? 50. 50. Yeah. How, and how long ago was that? Two years. You said you did. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you said two years. I was just trying to, I'm a year older than yeah. you. But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's a lot to do in two years. So how's your body feeling? You- Good, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if I wasn't doing all this strength training, it would probably yeah. be worse. I know. That's a good you know, point. even when I did Chicago last year, it was different. My body felt different, but I wasn't as tuned in. Yep. So now that I am, I think it's better. I did hurt my back. Like I want to say two, maybe three weeks ago, we went and did a half marathon for practice and it was really hilly. And yeah. I guess I must've really pushed more than normal. And so I felt great afterward. And then the next day I felt like this unusual pain and I don't usually, nothing usually hurts me. Even my knee, nothing. Like I thank goodness, nothing bothers me. That's awesome. And so I had this pain in my back and I, I said, well, okay, it'll go away. You know, it'll, I, I'm sure I just have to work it out. It was just a knot or whatever. So I used the gun and I was using the, the roller and I had biofreeze and I was like putting it on all the time and it just wasn't getting any better. And then I tried to run my last long run was 20 miles before the marathon. Mm-hmm. And by the time I finished, I was in tears. Like it hurt that much. My husband was at home, so I couldn't even ask him to pick me up. So I had to walk the last mile home. And so I got home and I went in the tub and I sat, you know, with Epsom salts and I tried everything. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I have to figure this out. So went to bed the next morning, he got up early to run um, 18 miles and he left really early to meet his coach. And I didn't get up right away because I figured I don't have to go anywhere. And when I tried to get out of bed, I couldn't like oh, no. so much. I had to like crawl out of bed and I crawled to the bathroom to put the tub on so that I could get in. So I could at least soak because I didn't know what else to do. And I couldn't call him because he wasn't around. So it was, it was tough that week. 
that was two weeks before. So I was paranoid that I wasn't gonna be able to do it. Mm. And then I went to a sports um, massage therapist that week before. And I swear she was like a miracle worker. Like she worked out whatever happened and then she did cupping. Yeah. Oh my God. The pain I got up the next day, it was gone. Like nothing. Yes. I had no pain, no pain that last week before the marathon. I was like, what did she do? That's amazing. And it was amazing. And so the only thing that bothered me during the marathon was my back, but that was, I think I was more nervous at mile 15. I felt it and it wasn't anywhere near where it was prior, but I got that nervous feeling because I thought, oh my God, if it comes back, what am I going to do? So I texted my husband. I'm like, can you bring me biofreeze? <laughs> and he did. He met me. He gave me Gatorade and, you know, gave me some biofreeze. He's like, all right, let me know if you need me again. So mile 25, I felt that twinge again. And he came and <clears throat> I put some more on and he's like, you're so close, like just finish, just, just do it. So <laughs> I did. I finished and I actually could sprint at the end. I felt so good at, you know, the last part of right. it, which was great. So, but yeah, that was the only time I've really had pain like that. And, and all the time I've been doing this, I haven't had anything out of the ordinary. I mean, you know, you get sore, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know, especially when they have a long run or whatever, things get yeah. tight, but I've never had any pain like that. Like that really upset wow. me because I thought oh. I have to run. <laughs> Well, hopefully it won't um won't have too many reoccurrence, but it does sound like you've got somebody yeah. in your corner who can help with the cupping Ooh, and the massage. Yeah, I'm actually going there Saturday for my yeah. recovery massage. It's <laughs> a good idea. And maybe ask me some more like about two more days. <laughs> can you just do this once a week? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god, it'd be great. I really need it. So did you have like a plan, a marathon plan? Uh, how did you for your first this marathon? Is that how you do that? Yes. Yeah. So I, I mean, I worked with my coach and I came up with a much better plan because what I found was, um, when we were doing Chicago, I was still hungry. I I didn't have enough. I don't think I really knew enough about the nutrition. And so I really struggled. Like that was a struggle to get through because I, I was tired and, and had no energy whatsoever. So this time around, we kind of tightened everything up. So I had um, like my goo every three miles and then I would you know, have some Gatorade or water and I tried salt tabs, not a fan <laughs> of those, um, but I figured, let me just see, you know, how it goes. And that worked out great. I wasn't hungry at all. I felt really good. I had the energy obviously, cause I could sprint at the end and that wasn't like that in Chicago at all. So this was, was really such a good learning experience, but I also had mantras this time. Yeah. So I had two that I had in my head. Tell me about um, that. <laughs> so the first one was, um, I could do this all day, like Captain America. Oh. And so if I felt that it was getting tough, you know, and it was pretty hilly, I kept saying, oh, I could do this all day. No problem. And I start laughing like, ah, that's funny, isn't it? Like I do, I'm not here running a marathon. Like people must think I'm crazy. You know, I'm talking to myself, but um. And the other one was what my sister would say that you're a tough bitch. Like you could do this. I know you can, you know? So that was the two that I kept kind of going back and forth. And I also had a plan where I would just think about each mile I ran. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I got 26 miles, one mile. And then I look at my watch. I'm like, oh my God, I'm at five. Like 
I didn't even realize, you know, that I was, you know, going along and kind of drifting in my own mind and didn't pay attention. So I just took it one mile at a time. Yeah. yeah. And when it got tougher, when it, you know, was pretty hilly, yeah. I was like, okay, we're at mile 16. <laughs> okay. Next mile, mile 17. Let's see what we got. Like just, it just made such a big difference. That's it's funny. Cause in Australia, um, <laughs> we don't have miles <laughs> I mean obviously we have distance um but there we have 42 of those kilometers not just 26 <laughs> of those miles so that's, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I was just thinking let me see yeah I suppose it chopped it up into five one of those funny things that we have with our uh, imperial and metric <laughs> but yeah that's a great idea I love that chunking so when you're just everyday training now, rather than just marathon training, yeah. what do your, what do your weeks look like? How does it, you know, when you're just your everyday kind of training, how have you, now so you've settled down into not every day. Like 20, 25 miles a week normally. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good for me right now because I'm just so busy at work. So until summertime when I'm actually going to teach summer school, but at least I don't have to be in at 7 a.m. I could probably be in at 9. So it would give me a little time in the morning to get the runs done before work because once it's too hot afterward, I'd rather get them done early. But right now I do usually like a a day of speed track workout. And then I have a moderate run in the middle of the week, usually um, maybe three miles at the end of the week. And then I do a long run. I like to have a long run on Saturday. And then a shorter run on Sunday, just because okay. I feel like I have more energy on Saturdays. Yeah. So I just, I feel more comfortable doing it that way. Yeah. My husband's the opposite. So he'll do his on Sundays. So sometimes it works for us, like figuring out what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, for me, it works out better to, to do that Saturday long run. Yeah. And right, you know, I mean, the long run that right now was maybe eight to 10. I mean, it wasn't anything crazy uh, before the marathons, yeah. um, but and sometimes it would be less. It just depended on you know how many miles I got to during the week. So I usually run five miles or five days a week. Sorry, and, and you're gymming as well. Is that what you were saying? Yeah, so I go to the gym, gym twice a week. Okay. Yeah, and then I usually am doing some kind of strength or something else. You know, some mobility probably two other times during the week. Sometimes I try to do three if I have the time. Oh, it just strikes me that you your days seem very full. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your children have like left home because they're off. At oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you not doing now that you used to do that you've had to drop? <laughs> or is it just that the kids <laughs> have left home and so? <laughs> um, sleeping? No. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm actually more organized Excellent. now that I'm running because I know that I have a structure Yeah. and if I don't follow the structure, then I'm, I get really thrown off. So I really try to keep myself on task. And, um, one of my good friends, actually, she's, she's been running for years. She's done Ironman and triathlons and, and New York marathon. And, she said, you are the most consistent person I know. She's like, I want to run with you just because you're so consistent. <laughs> She's like, cause I'm really not good at that. So last year we trained together for Chicago and New York yeah. so that she could be consistent. Oh, wow. 
and it worked out great. So I got her up at 5 30 in the morning. I'm like, let's go, girl, let's go before it gets hot. And we went out and we run a couple miles in the morning together. Yeah. And um, a couple days we did track if you know she was able to get to me. Cause I we live a couple of miles apart from each other, but um if I had time, I would pick her up, or if she had time, she would just run over to the track, which was yeah. good. And then we would do our track work and then I would head home get ready for work but yeah so that's it was nice to have company for that mostly are you running by yourself at the moment yeah mostly I am yeah only because it's just not that I I don't want to be with people it's just easier because now I come home it's it's yeah it's my downtime I really I like to have my music on and I just kind of go so I went out yesterday just to try two miles just to see how my legs felt and I was really tired. <laughs> so <laughs> my coach was like, I think you should take it easy and not really try anything until the end of the week and see, you know, but yeah, I was like, ah, I'll just try. But by the time I finished two miles, I was ready for a nap. Like I was, I was beat. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough already. <laughs> yeah. My body's been through enough. So I gotta, I have to listen to it for now. So um, it sounds like uh, most of your running is done either on you know, around the suburbs or the, uh, where you live or around the track, you, have you yeah. done any trail sort of running or is it? I did. Most- um, we have friends that live in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know if you, if you, um, maybe, you know, Bart Yasso. No. <laughs> so he is okay. So it's okay. So he's a, a famous runner here in the United no, States. Do. Who does I have Yasso. That Sorry. I have 800. Those mm-hmm. are part of the, the track of uh, track work, but he, um, he lives in Pennsylvania. So for Christmas, I gave my husband a, a training session with him. Aww. So we worked together actually, cause he, he and I spoke so much that he's like, well, why don't I run with you too? I'm like, uh, okay. you're really here for him, but okay. <laughs> so I ran on the trail with him nice. and I liked it, but I, I wasn't as comfortable because my back hurt a little bit. And then my, yeah. I could feel like you know, my hips and stuff. So I, I said, you know, I'm going to stick to just road running right now. <laughs> Cause it's different. It, it takes a different, I guess you're using different muscles. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very different. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to actually move. Cause I'm going to, I know my husband's going to walk in pretty soon, but yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was different. I mean, I, it's not that I didn't like it. I just felt like it wasn't really for me. I yeah. think that I really enjoy being out where I could see people and, you know, be on, I'm on the streets and I feel like it's just more comfortable for me yeah. at this point. Yeah. I like that. So that's why I keep going in that direction. Yeah. I like the track. I just, you know, I don't like to do too much of it because it gets boring going around in circles. <laughs> you know, I've, um, I've uh, been, well, I've been part of a race there, but it was, I did only a couple of hours um a few times but I was part of the team that was ticking people off as they went around for 12 hours because <laughs> like, they do 12 oh. and 24 hour races around the track <laughs> oh, wow, like, wow. <laughs> that's a lot of track it's a whole other yeah. mindset I think <laughs> oh my god yeah I don't know if I could do that I get bored quick <laughs> I'd have to like keep looking at things and yeah I don't I I don't think I'd make it <laughs> So you, you said before that you listen to things. Do you always um, listen when you're running? Do you always have? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, During the marathon, I actually took them out because of the, it was just such a beautiful scene and and there was running past the ocean and it was great. So I kind of took them out 
and put them back in when it was quiet if there wasn't a crowd I would put them back in um but yeah most of the time I I listen to music or podcasts or yeah. you know whatever just because it's good for me it just it's really just to keep my mind going and after yeah. work it it helps me just to relax so yeah that's why I like to I like to use it so what sort of things do you, are you thinking about when you're running? I know you've got music or you've got podcasts or something as well, but I know, I'm, I even know when I have things that I'm listening to, I often go, Oh, I didn't hear any of that because my mind's gone off <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Oh, there's always something like, um, let's see, I should probably call and check on the kids or, you know, I have to uh, do this this weekend or okay. I'm tutoring. So I have to finish lesson planning for this student. You know, it's just, a, there's something that pops in while I'm running and then I have to like push it aside and say okay no this is my time you know I need I I need to be mindless for a while you know and and so I I really I try to do that and plus work too is tough you know working with the kids that have special needs it's it's draining and some days are you know tougher than others so it's nice for me to just come home put the music on and just kind of go and kind of lose myself in music and so that's yeah, it yeah. does. It definitely helps. Yeah, um, because otherwise, you, I guess you bring bring it home with you, and sometimes you have to leave it at the door in yeah. order to uh, yes. to be the best yep. you for them tomorrow. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, and and that's it's funny because you know there's a few people that I work with that stay later, and you know, and I just said to them, I would love to stay, but I can't. I need mm. to go home, mm. and we talk about self care, mm-hmm. uh, especially at school. You know, and I said this is my self care. Like I need to come home and run and relax. And then I feel like I can, you know, get dinner ready and finish what I need to for the rest of my day and get myself comfortable and ready for bed so that I can start up, you know, getting ready for the next day. And I think if I didn't, it would make it harder Mm. because, you know, we've, you always have something that is challenging at work. Um, We've had a couple of students just pass away recently, yeah. uh, you know, so it's been trying on the kids this last couple of weeks. And so you need, I, you know, you need something in order to yeah. kind of make it through yeah. the days, you know? Yeah. So it's, running this, has this become that for you. <laughs> it has. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm addicted. Yes. <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm like, okay, I have to run now. Cause I feel like I need to, you know, <laughs> What, what do people who've known you for a long time, what do they think now? So if you think- My sisters you think know, I'm crazy. My sisters think I'm crazy. My dad thinks it's great. He loves it. He's so excited. He loves to come watch when he can. Um, people that have known us for a long time, they can't believe how different we look and how fit we are, you know, and it's, yeah. it's nice. It makes you feel good. Um, mm-hmm. But I also feel like- um, happier um you know have more energy and mm-hmm. and I think that the people have noticed that too you know so it, it's it's nice for us um yeah. and I I really you know I really don't do it because I'm trying to impress anybody I do it for me you yeah. know and and that's like the most important part of it and and how I feel about myself is is really important there's that sometimes we don't really see ourselves all that well until it's reflected yeah. in other people's eyes sometimes yeah. there's, there's that especially when there's been a big some kind of transformation you're there every day and it's not yeah. as big a transformation to you because it's so steady and incremental but yes. when 
when you see that reflected in other people's eyes and you realize, oh, yeah, I guess I have actually, you know, changed or done, yeah. you know, been moved yeah. through a lot. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of cool because you can pat yourself on your back on and go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I actually have achieved something. And yeah, I think it's amazing. It's fun. And, and my personal trainer at the gym, she, I mean, she took a picture when I started and she just yeah. posted a picture of me now and she's like, you're like a totally different person. <laughs> she I said, I can't even believe this is you. I'm like, I can't either, but you know, it makes you feel good. But I also said to her because of, we actually did work out during COVID online. I mean, yeah. I wasn't allowed to go to the gym. So a lot of what I've done has been at home and wow. it's been great. Like she let me borrow weights and, um, we have, uh, a balance board and you know a couple of hand weights and some um some bands and things like that so i would go pick it up she'd leave it outside i would pick it up brought it home and that's what we did i mean i so really was was I not just, at the gym to me that's because for a lot of people covid would have been the a good excuse to well i'll i'll go back to the gym and get all that strength stuff done whatever yeah. when it's finished <laughs> and of course who knew two years later it'd still be yeah. ticking along um, yeah. <laughs> so but a lot of people would use that as an excuse to not do it so it brings me to this question which is what do you think motivates you now and I obviously your sister really motivated yes. you to get started yes what keeps you going what's this um I think it's just because I feel so good mm -hmm. and and I feel that I you know, I want to be around for my own kids mm -hmm. and see them grow up and have kids and, you know, be a, a part of their lives. So I think, you know, it's motivating me because I want to take good care of myself. Yeah. Um, and they see it, you know, and, and it's nice to hear from them. Like my younger son will say, mom, you look so good. I'm like, oh, thanks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And he said, you know, share with me when you run, I like to see your stats, you know? So he likes to, I'll share a picture of my Strava post or whatever. Yeah. And, and he gets a kick out of it. He's like, did you see your split? You know, like he's so, he's so impressed. It's, it's great. And I think they motivate me. My husband motivates me. He's super motivator. Like he, yeah. he's a rock star, honestly. Like he, if I didn't have him, I don't think I would have gotten as far, even with this last marathon. Like he was so like, he should be a motivational speaker. Like he was so good. <laughs> He knew the right things to say. He knew what to bring me, you know, but he also runs, but you know, he just was, it was so encouraging and he drove the last mile, like, you know, was yelling out the window of the car. I'm like, he's going to get into a car accident, but you know, he, he just was great. And he waited at the end and he's like, all right, drop everything and just go, you know, and he, he, he's really very motivating. So it was, it was nice for me to have him there. And then he just ran Boston on Monday. So I was there for him. So this was nice for me because I didn't get to see him in Chicago because I was running. So this was great. So we were there, the kids and I were there. And so I think we really motivated him this time too, which was good. Did you do a marathon a day apart or something or a few days yes. apart? <laughs> so you would have been standing. So you did yours before him? Yes. And so yeah. you would have so been I, like, yeah. oh, I'm all sore and stiff and don't put stairs in front of me. And, so um, yeah, I actually <laughs> ran Saturday. We drove after the marathon to Boston, oh, wow. which was tough to sit in the car. But then Sunday was Easter for us. Yeah. And we had the kids come meet us for dinner. Mm -hmm. I walked five miles with him around downtown just to see everything. And then Monday I dropped him off 
in the morning. So he had to be there at seven. Yeah. And then I walked with the kids back to the finish line and we stayed there at a restaurant and we watched from there and I didn't feel anything. I was so excited. Like, I think that was probably the best, you know, motivator. And, and I, I felt no pain. I felt nothing, no achiness, nothing That's awesome. while we were there. So it was great. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Sounds like um, your Easter, which was also, we had Easter here at the same time. Um, it sounds like it was a very, um, running weekend <laughs> really it's a marathon kind of weekend totally well, different than what we normally do yes you ate your easter eggs <laughs> i actually brought the kids um like easter bags and then they were in the room across from us so then i brought those over and i had easter eggs filled with money and candy and i Aww. threw them in the room and <laughs> so they they got something anyway <laughs> they're adults <laughs> that's what i keep telling mine that doesn't that's stop it, them watching yeah. lots of easter eggs uh, <laughs> which was hilarious. Um, so now that you've discovered this running thing, well, actually one question about motivation too that I wanted to ask is what do you think will keep you going? Are you goal focused? So that, because now you've told me, you know, you've got this thing, yeah. with, well, it seems to be two marathons a year. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a scary thing to turn up, like the idea of turning up to the start of a marathon without ha having put the training in. So are you kind of goal focused in that way? Do you think yes. that, is that one yeah. of the things that I think that's what motivates me yeah. I mean, as well? even with signing up for the one in Newport I, oh. I mean I knew it was going to be around the same time as Boston but I I wanted to practice so that yeah. I really could get down what I need to for Chicago again and so that was my motivator and I and it was tough because we had such a crappy winter like really icy and snowy and really cold and windy and and it just made it so hard to go out there and do it but you know what we did it and you know it's like that's i that's why when i hurt my back i'm like oh no i am going to run this marathon i don't care yeah. if i'm calling not many not many <laughs> people in australia running this no. <laughs> just yeah. another thing. so it was it was a tough winter for us wow. and you know going through all that i figured okay I made it this far. I have to do this. And now that I did it, I, I'm like, it's almost more motivating for me to, you know, to do better even for Chicago yeah. and for New York this year, New York's going to be tough because it's only three weeks after. Yeah. And so my coach is like, listen, don't run it for speed. She's like, just run for fun <laughs> yeah. because yeah. you're going to be in recovery. I'm like, I yeah. know. So yeah gonna be kind of tough but i'm gonna try and see what i can do <laughs> we, we actually had some friends here years ago with like a whole bunch we all run together at different times but we they'd gone off and done the sydney marathon and then the rest of us were all running melbourne which was two three weeks later and they weren't running that because they were running sydney because we're not as crazy as you but we were then <laughs> running right and so i was in the middle of running this marathon and there was one part where one they People go one way another, and you can see them. So you're you're really close. Yeah. So it's kind of an out and back thing. And I saw one of my friends who'd just done the Sydney one was on the other side, and they had decided to surprise us, and they did what you're doing. <laughs> so they ran two marathons, you know, in the three weeks or whatever. But we were like, "What? what? <laughs> yeah, it's <is> crazy." <laughs> anyway, they surprised. I'm gonna be the crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was like, what are you doing anyway they um they love that story because it was a surprise <laughs> oh yeah oh my gosh yeah and it it really it's just for the the vibe I mean the vibe mm. in the city we went to go visit our friends who ran last year and we had just run Chicago so yeah. we weren't thinking about doing it but just being there oh my gosh mm. 
it was so exciting and it just the whole vibe of the city and the people and the crowd it just I said to him I just have to do this because of that reason like yeah. that would be the motivator itself just to yeah, finish just to be because there's so this. many people yeah. yeah yeah so it was that's so exciting amazing. so that's why I thought oh, we'll try it <laughs> I love that so uh, a little bit about mind not mindset or identity I should say so it's interesting to me, I was just reflecting on it when you were talking then, that when you were younger and 20 odd years of, of ice skating, that would have been a really big part of your identity, like quite imprinted on who you were. And so when yeah. you stopped, it must have, even though you, you stopped for a reason and you didn't go back for, you know, for yeah. reasons and it was all good, but there's still a thing in your head. In your head, you are still an ice skater. It's still part of your identity, if you want yes. to say. But now you're also building you know, on top of there's lots of other things that make you who you are, but this, the running is becoming a part of your identity too, I feel. Yeah. From the way yeah. you, you've spoken. Do you, can you see that in your? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I definitely yeah. can. And just the fact that I used to tease my husband and say, you're a kook, like <laughs> who runs like you? Like, ah, what are you running so much for? I mean, come on. What, how do why, why are you doing why all this? Doing like, I, run away from? <laughs> I thought he was crazy. I was like, you're crazy. There is no reason for us to be doing all this stuff and then all of a sudden I just I enjoyed it so much that it just became a part of my everyday routine in my life yeah. and I thought wow I really do like it I'm a kook too I guess <laughs> so, you know we are in it together and and it's nice because we you know like we're training for the same things at the same time yeah. so we're eating the same we have the same schedule we're doing the same like speed work one night, you know, and, and uh, long runs the same type. So that I think helps too, because yeah. we're, you know, we're in it together. Um, even though he's faster and he doesn't, we don't run together, but yeah. you know, it's nice because we have each other to kind of help, you know, help each other out and also kind of talk through like, you know, oh, how did this go? Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think that that's helped us and it's also made us stronger, you know, yeah. together. And, yeah. you know, we really enjoy being with each other anyway. And we yeah. always did. And it's so nice now to have that other connection. So now we were like, oh, we can just go now. We don't have the kids, you know, we can go to a, a marathon or a half marathon somewhere <laughs> and drive and stay. And I don't have to worry about anybody else, you know, and it's, so it's a nice, it's a nice thing to have together. Oh, I love so that. So we do, we do enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. Um, so when it comes to identity, if you've had that little back twinge and things, huh. how do you, how will you feel? Do you think if, if, and when you may not get any kind of serious injury that puts you out for a little while, how will you feel when you can't run? Can you, Oh God, I mean, I was, well, how's this week? I hurt my back. Yeah. Like I thought, Oh God, I have to run. Um, <laughs> I think I probably would be devastated because yeah. I'm enjoying it so yeah. much. Yeah that they probably would have to like peel me off the, the wall, you know, because I, I'm just, I think I'd be miserable. You know, my husband will probably have a hard time living with me if I had done anything serious. Yes. Uh, so, which is why yeah. you need to train sensibly. Smart. Yes. Smart. Yes. Smart for training. sure. So that doesn't happen. So how long do you think you'll run? This is a question I ask most people. Oh, I mean, I'd love to see myself continuing to do this for as long as I can. I mean, as long as my body's physically able. I mean, I, I you know, we watch people running marathons, half marathons in their seventies, you know, and I thought, you know, if I keep it up and just yeah. I'm smart about it, 
then it's something I can do, you know, hopefully through that time period, I'm hoping, you know, but I, you know, even if it was just 10 miles a week or whatever the case may be, if it was less mileage and, and I still could continue to do it and enjoy it, I think that's, that's, you know, that would be my goal for myself is just to continue as long as I enjoy doing it. So if you hadn't started running a couple of years ago, what do you think you'd be missing now? So what's it given your life? Oh gosh. Um, healing for sure. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I had such a hard time getting over the fact that I didn't have her, you know, and then that grief period. I mean, I lost other relatives. I lost my mom when I was 16. I lost my gram who was, you know, nineties. And I took care of her because she had Alzheimer's. I lost Jeff's mom. So it was, you know, it's not that I haven't had the loss. I think it was just, it was so profound because she's so young Yeah. and, you know, we, we just weren't expecting it to happen yeah. so quickly, but, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I found with the running that I am stronger than I thought, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it really made me feel good about that, that, you know what, I can do anything empowering you know, and, isn't it, it can be very yeah and and you know I think about and I talked about this with actually my special ed kids last year before I went to Chicago I said listen you know I was telling them that I'm running this marathon I was new to running and this that the other thing and they were so excited and they said what if you don't finish and I said I'm gonna finish <laughs> don't worry I'm gonna finish one way or the other as long as I'm standing I, I'm, I'm gonna finish and I said to them what kind of teacher would I be if I didn't do difficult things? Yeah. I, I ask you guys to do difficult things all the time and you're doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. So if you can do it, I can do it. Mm. And so that's what I brought back to them. So they were so excited when I came back and I had my medal and I had pictures <laughs> and, you know, and I said, it was hard. I said, yeah. just like what you guys do, you know, how much you struggle in school and with life and things like that, it's not easy. And I totally understand it, but you can do it. So if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And I think even with my own kids, it's the same thing. Like I tell them all the time, I know it's not easy sometimes, but you, you, you can do this, you know, and we're here for you and they've proven it. They can do it. We talk a little bit on here over the time about the trap that we all fall into and to gravitate towards comfort and not being uncomfortable and yes and I think the more that we get used to and it's people have said it for years but getting comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah to a degree um and it's not just in running it just Mm -hmm. there was even a quote somewhere about how running can epitomize life Um, and I think it does in that way in that if we when we get that used to being uncomfortable um, a little bit with our running it helps us then do other things in life too that that are challenging and not easy because we, it empowers us to feel strong, as you said. I'm, you know, oh, I'm yeah. a tough, um, yeah, a tough bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's said. it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can say it. I'm not very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can picture her saying it too in my mind. It's so funny. Yeah, but that's how I feel. Like I, I mean, I struggled in the beginning, just doing the half marathon, and then when I, you know, decided that I wanted to pursue a marathon, and I was mm. having trouble with my glutes and my hips, and yeah. you know. And I was super uncomfortable. And my coach was like, oh, well, you know what? If you don't feel comfortable today, then don't do it. And I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. I went out and did it anyway. And she's yeah. like, but I told you, you didn't have to. I said, I know, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I don't care. I'm going to be uncomfortable and I have to just figure it out. 
and then and we should probably add as a health warning sensibly for sure yeah <laughs> um but i we went to key west in february uh during one of my breaks and um so we were in training and i hurt myself like my glutes were on fire like they oh. just were not cooperating yeah and so you know she said why don't you do me a favor and take a couple of days off and i thought no I'm not doing that. <laughs> and she was like, you should just take a couple of days just so you can heal. And I said, okay, well maybe I'll use the treadmill and see how it goes. Yeah. So I ended up doing that. I ended up using the treadmill and worked through whatever was yeah. uncomfortable. And I just did a couple miles a day. And then by the end of the week, I was running six, eight back yeah. on the road again. And I worked through it. And I said to her, I need, I know my body. Yeah. And I need to keep going, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I say I'm going to stop just because it's easy to stop, then that's not what I want to do. So I just needed to continue. And I knew I had this, you know, in mind. So I was like, I can't stop now. I'm still in training. (laughs) Got a big (laughs) scary go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I just had to work through being uncomfortable and, and it worked. I mean, and then the pain went away. So Probably whatever that, I did worked that change of like running on a treadmill is not the same as running on the road it might have been yeah. changed you, um, mechanically a little I think bit. so yeah so I let think you must keep helped. moving but not continue yeah. to aggravate your, your yeah your, yeah and that's why I thought I would just stay on the treadmill and if it didn't hurt while I was doing that then I figured it was okay so yeah. that's what I, I thought was you know going on I'm like oh, I'll just stay on the treadmill for a couple of days and see and it worked so that's awesome yeah oh oh, Alicia it's been lovely to chat with you um oh god it's been great dude um one question I like to ask people for then is there anything that we haven't sort of shared about running that you really want to share with people before we close up um well I would say I was definitely not a runner when I started this whole process and if I can do this anybody can do this you just have to be consistent and believe in yourself. And I think that, you know, as women, especially, we need to empower ourselves because I think a lot of times we don't think about, you know, how strong we really are. Yeah. And this actually made me realize how strong I am as a person. And so I think it's important for people to know you can do it. It takes time. It takes a lot of practice and yes, it's frustrating sometimes. And some days are better than others, but you know, it's definitely all worth it in the end. Uh, So before we go, I love those two. Um, Do you have some tips for beginner runners? Oh, yes, for sure. So, I mean, I, I loved that couch to 5k program, the app, because it was slow enough to get you going, but you know, you, you also had that motivator. So I think it was like 12 weeks of working toward um, three miles. And so you really, for me, it worked out great. Like it was a really good opportunity for me to start out not feeling uncomfortable about, you know, the fact that I could only run 30 seconds or whatever at a time. And then realizing it by the time you got through those 12 weeks, how far you've come. I think that was a real game changer for me because I don't, I don't know if I would have started any other way. Yeah. Um, but also in the beginning, strength training. I didn't do a lot of that in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think it would have been helpful because I probably would have been stronger 
mm-hmm. from the get-go. And I yeah. think that is something that's really important to do. Mm-hmm. Mo- um, mobility, mm-hmm. all those things that I never thought about working at, yeah. <laughs> you know, were really helpful. So that's something really important to think about. And there's a, a guy that I watch on YouTube, Vlad Excel. He's from, I think he's from New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> or yeah, or so I thought he was Australian or New Zealand it. or something, but I'll put it on he's, yeah, he's great. And he has like these great mobility. Um, he has strength training uh, videos and for, you know, a beginner, I think it's good to explore so that you really um, can get that mobility because I think in the beginning I was like stiff you know, your legs, your ankles, things that you thought were, you know, you could move around freely that you realize as you run or balance, Hey, I don't really have any balance. So you don't realize that when you're running that you need balance on one foot and, you know, you take it for granted. So those are things that, um, a balance board would be good to practice, you know, in the beginning. So cool. I love those tips. That's awesome. That'll be very helpful. Certainly the catch to five has been mentioned yeah. a few times <laughs> yeah that was great as you can imagine yeah, yeah. all right well yeah. I will let you go I've got to go running don't go off just yet but I'll, uh, I'll say goodbye to you off the recording okay. as well. but uh, I do want to say really do appreciate the time you've spent and sharing you. your inspirational story you're just amazing so thank you oh, thanks. thanks this was great I appreciate it Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.